Uh, what I was trying to say is sometimes when, you know, like sometimes your kids will ask you a question that you're just like, you know, like, hey, dad, hey, dad, hey, hey, dad. Yeah, 24-7. Like 24-7, but also like it's like an answer you've already given uh-huh. them. My favorite thing uh, to do is to essentially answer them like I'm Mario. He <laughs> gets them real annoyed. So they'll be like, hey, dad, uh, can I do this now? What? <laughs> what? Dude, they get so... It's a Mario. And, you, and basically you just, you never like, you let them explain it again. And then you... And then you go... <laughs> Yeah, you like you're like squinting your eyes. You're like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I understand now, kind of thing. Like your you, body language is telling yeah. them that. And then after they're done, <laughs> you pause for a little bit, and then you go, what? Oh, oh man. man, they love it. Uh, I've experimented with doing that to Anne uh, here and there. Not uh, don't recommend it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, my kids are for some reason are like obsessed with. And I don't, it's like I'm I'm happy that they're like into this, but for some odd reason, they're like obsessed with hearing like stories. So like if I'm talking to Courtney and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, and then like, then the, you know, the guy was kind of a jerk and he said, and it's like, dad, 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 tell, tell us, tell us, dad. And I'm like, <laughs> nothing happened. There was a guy that was just an oh, asshole at the man. bank that I'm telling Oops your mom about. But they just, they like love the retelling of like, yeah, stories. Yeah. They want to be like a part of it. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah, that's man. it. They want to be like, oh, what's going on? It's like they want to process all the mm. all the information. Dude. It's, you know, that's a good thing. And then Ellie just like, time. I'll tell her the whole thing. And then this. And then she just looks at you and goes, what? <laughs> I do. Last night, man, I was, I was worried that I wasn't going to be able to record today because, God, I just had like such a horrible migraine. It came out of nowhere. Like ninety nine percent of my migraines come out of like I'm all, I, like they wake me up, you know, like three, four, five in the morning. God, that sounds that sounds terrible, dude. Dude, it's awful. But that's how I get them, which is weird because that's like a real rare thing. Like everything I've looked up is like, no, that never happens. Of course you have. You know what it is, dude? Is that freaking alpha brain. I don't take the alpha brain anymore, my mm-hmm. friend. Here, look, you know what? It's just this concoction of vitamins that I take. I don't know why I get these weird, rare hair. Uh, hey, you hear this, Woody? Ready? That's my vitamin drawer. Good Lord. Dude, you are, you're like a geriatric Hold on, patient, let me tell you what man. I got. Got vitamin E for skin. I don't want to waste Borage oil. Vitamin E for skin. Ooh, this, this is something that I do stand behind. Stand. Oh, uh-oh. Stand behind. Alpha brain. Look out, everybody. Alpha brain. Look out, everybody. He's taking alpha brain, and he stands behind it. <laughs> Go ahead. It's called Rest, and it's like uh, Mediterranean. I'm going to cut you off No, right no, there. listen. I'm that serious. That is a made-up. No, I Go swear ahead. to God. It's, uh, a friend of mine told me about this stuff. Uh, you, is your friend a, like, tell me about they're this. They're a licensed artist. Okay. <laughs> no, but listen. Um, you remember, and you can attest to this, when I was younger in the band days, I had constant like sinus stuff. I had I feel like I had a sinus infection or strep throat. Um and then later on I got my tonsils taken out, my adenoids taken out, uh a deviated septum in my nose fixed. Um and that really helped, but I was still getting like sinus stuff. It's just like you know how uh like Thomas always had like tooth issues. Uh, like people well, have just airing it out. Huh? Just, well, what, what did I? Hey, what did I have, man? What can you stand behind? <laughs> <laughs>
Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast, That Would Be Rad. We're a podcast that majors in 80s and 90s nostalgia, comic culture, all things paranormal, and minors in retro video games, tabletop RPGs like Dungeons and Dragons, pre-internet mysteries, and trying to raise our kids to be just half as cool as we were back in the 80s. We are your hosts, Woody Brown and Tyler Benz. Um, hey, I got look, a little dude. bit of housekeeping up top here. That's what I was going to say. I know, got, and I already, got some things we need I to talk about. know what about. you're going to talk about. You're going to throw me under the damn bus, and trust me, I've already. Well, I got to throw myself under the bus. I've People are already throwing myself. me under the bus, making fun of me because I didn't know who the Deftones were. And oh, thank Roach you, folks. Whoever. Thank What's you. What's the other band? Papa Roach. What was the one? No, I, now that band sucks. I have never liked Papa Roach. I don't know. And you can we take got... that to the bank. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Um, Housekeeping. Couple things. Remember when we were talking about? Well, first off, let me do the big one. The big, just stupidity award. And I don't even know why I even said this, considering the fact that this song is literally mm. maybe the single song that that represents. The 1980s for me. Uh, yeah. And that is everybody wants to rule the world. Mm-hmm. What did I say on the on the thing? In, on the episode, you said everybody wants to save the save world. Save the world. Jeez, and it's one of those yes. things as I was listening back to the episode, it's just like so. I know. As soon as it came over for immediately, the, I'm like, the oh. mixing stage, I was like, man, should I just Sneak. Is there? Is there? Yeah, no. I was, I was is there. Real any close. part of the episode where you say the word "rule" that I can just splice it in, so it's like everybody wants to rule, rule. the world. I was. I really was like. I was like, man. I'm just. I'm just about to just. Well, hey, man. I'm not going to throw in. I also messed up on a song. Of course, mine just came out. Is that caveman song that I was talking about? Yeah. I think I said never coming back, but the name of the song is actually never going. Oh, back. So, you know. Look, man. Yeah, I'm but pretty sure that. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, look, people can be a little bit forgiving. They can give us a little grace here. I mean, look what we were working with. First off, I got a guy here, a clown, oh, okay. who basically shows up and just starts listing artists that remind, like, Why are you still hung up on this of, bullshit? The, the, I literally <laughs> had to preface, hey, here's four, here's four bands. But you did it multiple times. No, I said, here's four bands then, and listen, an album. Then you start, then you just start listing songs that remind you of Summer. Yep. Not the assignment. What are you talking about? No, 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 no. These are my summer songs. It's not summer songs. It's road trip. Okay, okay, but when do you. Still doesn't know the assignment. When do you think of road trip? Well, summer. Thank you, pal. No, I know. I'm just messing. Okay, but I um, I do got a little bit more housekeeping. Um, Go ahead. And I knew, like, in my heart, I was like, because as you know, I'm a little OCD on things, that I was like, Mm -hmm. why do, like, this nagging feeling of like, okay, you remember how when you were talking about Coconut Records? which is Jason Schwartzman's band. We started talking about um, these bands when like other members kind of do like sort of their like branch off bands and, you know, some suck, but then like some are good and da 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 da. Mm -hmm. Well, you remember how when I said, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's something to do with like Julian Lennon uh, with that album. Yeah, yeah, with Coconut Records. Or with Coconut Records. Yeah. And I, and you were like, nope, pretty sure it's not. And I was like, God, why am I first feeling off, like that? I don't think I said that. But well, no, I think, well, maybe got to cut out. But you you were saying like, no. And I was like, man, I'm pretty sure Julian Lennon like did something, like mm-hmm. maybe played something. Okay, what I totally forgot is another band slash guy that made a little branch off band that was actually fantastic 
And that's our own Albert Hammond mm, Jr. Mm-hmm. God, like how do we do that? And then think of that, that guy had Sean Lennon singing on the record. Huh. That's what I was thinking the whole time. Man. But yeah. Dude, and, and that, like Albert Hammond Jr., yeah, he has a song called In Transit. Right. Which would, yep. it, 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 that obviously has to be on the uh, mm-hmm. on the freaking road trip yep, soundtrack. Exactly. Yeah, as soon as I was like, why am I thinking that? And then Albert Hammond popped up, and I was like, oh, man. And then I listened now, to, to the whole record. God, that first record is still oh, man. amazing. So good, so good. Well, you know what? We kind of have a plan today, but I kind of want to throw a little wrench into it. And I just want to ask one single question. Oh, God, you're making me nervous. And it's, I mean, it could be a fast answer, or it could be like a three-part answer, three-episode answer. And that is... What is your opinion of ghosts? Dude, you basically just said, what's your favorite song? <laughs> no, what's my opinion of God? Okay. You know, I, when, here's the thing. Before I even let you answer, I was just thinking the other day about like our history and how we, you know, the other two guys in the band would always be in the back. They would always be the first to like fall asleep or mm, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it would always end up being, uh, not always, but most of the time it would be you and I up front. And yeah. that's when we would have these very uh, deep, man. deep conversations deep, that really yeah. meant a lot to me. And I'm sure they meant yeah, a lot me too. Uh, yeah, dude. Really heavy, some heavy stuff, some like metaphysical, supernatural, you know, that kind of thing. And I realized that as much as we've talked about like hauntings or like spooky stuff mm-hmm. and like especially all the crazy topics with the podcast, I was just thinking like, I don't know what Woody thinks, like, like what is yeah, Woody? Yeah, we th- haven't gotten into that yeah, on the show. at all. Boy, man. So I, I kind of, I know that you, you kind had. kind of put me on the spot, but I like it. Well, and I know I'm kind of derailing and throwing the plans that you had out the window That's for okay. the time being. Man, dude, hey, we've been best friends for like 20 years mm-hmm. now. You think I'm not used to <laughs> derailing plans that I have? Yeah, uh, yeah. That's par for the course, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I like it. Part man. of my charm. But man, that is... Uh, you know, charm, annoyance. It just depends on who yeah. you ask. But like I thin line. <laughs> uh, I just want to get this like... pencil to paper. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. No, dude, we would first off, let me just say that I would typically drive mainly, admittedly, mm-hmm. just because of my own anxiety and it just being like a control issue. Yeah. I would drive the van. I think I you just, had a little like, fear though. Well, you said anxiety. Yeah, so. that's what I said. Anxiety. Yeah. It's the same now, like on our road trip mm-hmm. coming up, I'm going to be the driver. You know, like, it's not that my wife is a bad driver. In fact, she's excellent. Mm. But I just get, like, freaked out by stuff, and I can't just relax. And I can relax when I'm driving. So anyhow, all that to say, whenever you're driving, and I hate to keep on going back to, like, the road trip sort of theme here, but you got to have... It's summer, man. Summer for road trips. It's summertime, man. It's, you know, think of every song and every artist you yeah. can think of, and then just... But just admit you know, it, though. Summer is sort of for road trips, you know? It is. Yeah, yeah, for for sure, dude. (laughs) But you got to have an excellent navigator. And I got to say, man, Mm -hmm. Tyler, you were like the best Mm. navigator of all time. I appreciate that, Woody. Of all time, dude. Like sometimes I'll I'll get on the end. I'm like, babe, you got it. Hey, babe, you got to be a navigator. Mm -hmm. And she's going to be like, oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) You must have taken a left back there. (laughs) Now, that may or may not cause an argument, but that's neither here nor there. Oh, Courtney's the worst. Let's dig into the... Oh my gosh, yeah. dude. It's so funny. It's like they don't, we failed to teach them that aspect yeah. um, that we were just kind of used to. But anyhow. Well, real quick, there's also one 
I think what makes me such a great navigator is I have okay. one trait that makes me shine among the rest. And that is, oh uh, I can't wait. I've never been able to fall asleep in the front seat. Uh-huh. And so yeah. I'm never going to fall asleep. I'm going to be this is right true. there with you. Yeah, man, you, dude, perfectly that. Thank you. Because that reminds me, not only are you just excellent at maintaining the random McNally mm-hmm. road atlas, mm-hmm. And then that evolved into like the GPS and stuff like that, mm-hmm. or reading off the map quest or whatever. Yeah, it'd be it was. like the not only were you excellent papers. at that, but yes, dude, you never fell asleep. And you know, like some of those long drives, man. Like I needed somebody up there, and sometimes you would switch out because you'd be like, "Boy, I just gotta like." And I was like, "No, no problem, dude." Yeah, you'd switch out with Boo Boo, and that's like we'd be like, "All right, man, let's do this." He had like his fresh grape soda ready to yeah. rock and roll. Not even. A minute later, dude, sucker is just yeah. passed out mm-hmm. in the front seat. I'm just like, okay, now. Yeah. I can't sleep on planes either. And that's. No, I can, dude. Oh, I wish I could I sleep could, on a plane. But I can't. awesome. I have to like okay. lay down and be like comfy and I can't do yeah, it. Yeah, not me, dude. I just get a good movie going, get some Sour Patch Kids. Oh, oh, it's just, you know, can't do it. It's just perfect. Okay. Now, what do I think about ghosts? Oh, man. You know, it's funny, dude. I think. If I'm thinking about it throughout life, it's kind of evolved. In fact, it's probably evolved even almost exponentially since we started this this show and we've kind of, you know, at least talked about some haunting stories and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Let me just make a real quick broad statement mm-hmm. and then I'll kind of fine tune it. The broad statement is I think there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, same. And I think it's elements of all of those things that people are seeing. And I love the idea of the sentimental, like, part of me really loves the idea, truthfully, that at some point, family members that have, or or loved ones, Mm -hmm. best friends, whatever, who have passed away, have some sort of way of like looking down on us, Mm. watching us, seeing us succeed, um, maybe even like visiting us at some point. You know, that that sort of experience Mm -hmm. to me had, ever since I was a little kid, was never really like scary you know, I remember like whenever I was like super young and you're just kind of like, tr- you're just like young enough to sort of understand that, oh, you won't see oh yeah physically grandma again for, you know, however long or whatever. Which, by the way, being a parent makes that a real tough line yeah. to tightrope. A real, wait, what am I, what's the analogy a I'm trying to say? A real tough line to tightrope <laughs> walk down. <laughs> like a, you know, it's a like real that time of the tough tightrope to walk on. Yeah, uh, it's the alpha break. See what happens? It's is you not out. Like I stopped Yoda. taking it a while back. Give it a rest. It's the you know oregano salt. No, I'm, I'm dead serious, man. Oregano rasp is awesome. Dude, I don't even want to. We're not going to talk about it. Mediterranean um, strands of oregano. Uh, I like that. No, I, I'm saying because like you know you have kids and it's like it's like you know what is the age to sort of drop this on them that like, hey, eventually I'm going to be gone. Uh, yeah. Oh, dude, I know. Or like, there's Gigi's t- going to be gone. Or Yeah. You know. Have you had the experience yet where your kids like just freak out in the middle of the night they call you and then you're like, what, what, what? Like our youngest did this the other day and she's just like, I just, I really don't want you and mom to mm. die. And you're like, oh, Mm-mm. man, it's so sad. No, dude. but listen to this. And this ties in a little bit. And again, not okay. to derail this derailment here, but I had it the other night. Amelia came. Amelia's my oldest. She's seven. 
she came and woke us up, which she rarely ever does. Um, yeah. And boy, there's some real weird, like, video footage that I have. Let's not speak it into existence. <laughs> it gets real weird. But she came in the room and, you know, my wife was like, oh, baby, do you have a bad dream or da-da-da? First of all, it, like, freaked me out because I'm half asleep. Courtney always wakes up. She woke up first. And, like, I look across the room and I just see... I guess Amelia had come in and shut the door behind her. And it's just like this little figure in the corner of the room. And like, whoa, 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 whoa. It was, no, it was my, it was my daughter. She's explaining this? No, 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 no. So I guess, I guess Amelia had showed up in the doorway. It had woken, woken Courtney up. Courtney is like saying like, baby, what happened? Do you have a bad dream? And Amelia had like shut the door behind her. So there wasn't like the light coming in. Yeah. You know, so it's, it it's, I'm not looking, I wasn't like woke up to the sight of like my daughter coming mm-hmm. in the room. I guess she had already come in and shut the door behind her. So I, and that's when you wake up. <laughs> yeah. I woke up oh to see God, a dark dude. little, you know, four foot figure off at the doorway. So that was weird. But she yeah. says, and again, I think she was like half asleep. Maybe she said, my room got darker. Oof. We were like, did you have a bad dream? She was like, no, I didn't have a bad dream. I just got scared because my room got darker. And we oh were boy. like, what? And then, like, this is, I kind of hate talking about this stuff because oh, when it's like your house, there's something that I'm just so against. It's like, oh, if some other house is weird, haunted, whatever, like, be cool. Let's go check it out. Yeah. But when, when it's your own house, it's like you... You're like, no, no, no. That, you don't want to talk about that it. That happen. makes it real. Yeah. yeah. So then like literally probably two minutes later, we have like the little, you know, the little camera in my youngest's room. She's three. She starts screaming, crying, and wakes up and oh, says- Same she, night. Same night. Like two, like two minutes apart. Says she oh had God, a bad God. dream, like freaking out. And so, you know, I mean, we built our house. It's a new house, but- you know, it's, but, you know, unfortunately, he always, built it on a barrel. Yeah, there ground. you go, the Indian barrel, barrel ground, for sure. I guess maybe you should have had that guy that came into our city council meeting to kind of just <laughs> my dad see if he remembers hiking back there with his dad. Cherokees. My, now, my dad told me now. <laughs> this is a Cherokee. But anyway, sorry for derailing. So we were, t- no, no, we were talking dude, about uh, your youngest is having a bad dream about you guys dying. And yeah, go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, boy, that kind of turns into gets back to heavy, but Mm -hmm. that's a difficult conversation to have Mm -hmm. and it's hard to navigate, but it's kind of an important one too, because the way I kind of, I guess, use it is like a tool to sort of show just, you know, not to sound like, again, like a motivational podcast, but like, I think we can all kind of agree that there's so many moments like in our life that we have just wasted because we wasted it being mad about something stupid mm. or we treated the people around us that we love like crappy for no other reason other than we're just taking out our frustrations on them hurt people hurt people for whatever well. reason yeah exactly so like i kind of utilize that sort of talk surrounding like hey our time here is limited mm-hmm. and so why not like use it you know always just kind of be um I don't know, nice to one another. Yeah. Anyway, enough of my kind of hippy-dippy stuff, but... Um, no, 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 but, I, I, um, I agree with that. Dude, um, you know, your story just now kind of reminded me, do you remember, and I th- I'm sure I've talked about this on the podcast, but I know that you and I have kind of talked about it. 
when my youngest, this is when she was just still like maybe oh, three. Yes. She, and she was just like, woke up in the middle of the night and she's like, I'm just so scared. And we're like, of what? And she's like, the skit. Oh. And we're like, um, <laughs> well, you know, I go back into my room and I'm just like, no, no, babe, it's okay. It's okay. Or whatever. She goes back to sleep. I go back into our room and I spend the rest of the night, didn't sleep. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking up what, like my Google search that and I was like, what are skits? Yeah. I spelled it a million different ways. I was trying to find like, what in the heck is a skit? Mm. Anyways, terrifying. Okay. Back to what I think. Mm-hmm. Or, or, you know, After, what, like, not to like. So maybe so it doesn't feel so like... Not to interrupt me after you <laughs> no, ask me no, no. a question in the middle of my answer. No, no, no. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm saying that's like a, that's a pretty tough question to be presented. So yeah. like maybe maybe we're, walk us through like how you thought about it growing up versus how you maybe you think about it now like since the podcast. And, yeah, okay, you know, okay. Scary so, movies. Like what, I said, kind of, yeah, like growing up I thought even as like a young kid, especially when it comes to this stuff, and this is part of the reason why I don't watch those sort of like any kind of like hardcore like possession yeah. type scary movies just stuff. because I, I almost feel like those in a way are for whatever reason like scarier to me. I don't, I don't know. It's because like I think and even as a young kid I thought if there is an opportunity for a good spirit to come be near you or whatever, there's probably the same opportunity for a bad one mm-hmm. to come around. Mm-hmm. And so it was like this weird sort of like teeter-totter or tug-of-war. Tie-rope-walk, maybe even. Yeah, tie-rope-walk between like, should I be scared of this stuff or should I just be like happy with this stuff? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so like growing up, I never really knew kind of, I just kind of thought, well, I think it would be cool if like, or that would be rad if I could see, you know, my loved one. And, and, you know, different members of my family have sort of different theories about that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like uh, there's one that, my wife had heard a long time ago that if you see like a, a cardinal, then oh my god, are you serious? Loved one, huh? Are you serious? Yeah, I'm dead serious, dude. We literally have this same belief and have this one cardinal that we call crimson that shows up every day at our house. Really? Like us? It's like my wife's grandma who passed away like a couple of years ago at like she was like 102, 103 something. And too long, you know, by the way. This ding. Hmm? Too long, by the no, way. No, dude. She, dude, she didn't have like a painful oh, old age. Good. She was awesome. That's dude. good. And she was like, think about her life, dude. Um, so anyways, we have this same belief, dude, of, of cardinals coming, you know, and it's like a loved one. You know, when Anne's stepdad passed away, it was like maybe a few years before our first child was born. Mm-hmm. And I think I may have said this on our show too, like when... Woodrow was a baby, he would always stare up at this one spot in his room, kind of up towards the ceiling. Like, always, dude. We moved. Like, at first I thought, oh, well, that's just where he's focusing when I'm changing the diaper. We moved and kind of rearranged his room at some point, and that sucker went out of his way to look at that same exact spot. Dude, there's nothing Mm. on the wall. There's no, like, hole in the wall. There's no, like, spot there. But he constantly was always focusing it. And so Anne and I would always kind of joke, well, that's probably... Her stepdad, Bill, kind of looking down on us and, you know, saying hi or something like that. Yeah, just Bill floating in the corner. Yeah. Well, no joke, dude. When Jane was born, completely different configuration of the room. Same room, though. Guess what? Oh, shut up, dude. Dude, I swear she looked at the same spot, dude. Wow. So I don't know what that means or what that is, but. Well, it's, it's definitely a demon for sure. 
God, come on. <laughs> like I said, I guess like growing up, it was more like just there's a capability potentially out there. I don't know. I kind of believed, especially when I was young, that like if I felt like there was a, a bad evil mm-hmm. presence, you know, like if I just felt scared in the middle of the night that I could just like say a quick prayer yeah, and sort of in a way like command that evil presence to leave. Well, hey man, that... And then I would and I would feel better. I mean, I got to say that there is a track record of of whether people believe or not believe, whether they're a person of faith or not. Like there is something about like like speaking the name of Jesus or like and like it just kind of knocks it out, you know what I mean? Or it goes away, the feeling goes away, whatever. Uh so hemorrhoid demons <laughs> come out. Come out. Oh, uh, that's such a good <laughs> Such a good episode. Can I tell you real quick uh-huh. a little bit of what it's kind of evolved to now? Okay, good. In a way, or one of the things that I like, because I still don't know what to believe as far as that goes. I, again, going back to the sort of the sentimental, sentimental, sentimental part of me is that like, did I really hope that there's some way like, and the reason why is like, too, it's a selfish thing. Like I, if I happen to pass away before, you know, and we're getting real morbid here, but mm-hmm. if I did, then like, man, I really hope that I can just like be near. Uh, I don't know, man. Anyway, so there's that side of it. I also kind of think like one of the things that I've kind of become more aware of since we started this show was like this idea of multiple, well, dimensions, like multiple dimensions or a multiverse, if you will, that is based on all the like infinite possibilities and choices that we make Mm -hmm. and that others have made and how like all of those can or potentially do coexist at the same time around each other. And then at some point, potentially there's sort of like a thinning or a rift in this, Mm -hmm. whatever it is that kind of keeps those things separated. Yeah. And when that happens, that's when people see what they would think of as like a specter or a ghost. Mm -hmm. And I love this idea of, and I say love, I think it's just so fascinating and interesting to me that like if you see something that you think is a ghost, thinking about it on the flip side of that being like in their world, mm. they're seeing you and to them, you're the ghost. That's one, of, that's one of my favorite, like I think it was on a blog post that I read or somewhere. The, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I've said it on the show where like basically the this lady ends up walking in this house. I guess her mother had died and they went in to the house to like help clean up or whatever. Well, they walk in this, the, the end of the, this door that opens into the living room. And right when she gets there, she sees these two little girls sitting on the ground and then they poof, they disappear. Well, she ends up telling someone, maybe like a cousin or something and come to find out that that cousin and her friend were actually playing a board game when they were little and they ended up seeing a, what they what looked like a woman walk in the door and then looked scared and then disappeared. Mm. So it's like were those timelines like merging or, or like overlapping yeah. or I love it was that. It's kind of like our first our one of our first sort of listener stories that Clay submitted. Oh right, yeah. Where like almost like he saw his future self and then saw his past self mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know, uh at some point. And then like it kind of goes into that concept again since starting this show that I've now become aware of where like when you think about 
places or maybe even like items or objects or something that can like store this energy. Oh, yeah. You know? I think it's called psychomanticism. Yeah, or like what's the, it's like stone. Well, well, that's kind of different. You're talking about the, Is that the stone tape theory? Yeah. Yeah, that's like something where that's like you're imprinting on like the atmosphere. Oh, okay, yeah. But like the idea of like if something t- like um if you're thinking about like the Chrissy Vin ep- uh episode. Mm, yeah. Or the um What episode was that? Season 2, episode 21, Chrissy Vin and the Ghosts of Allison Road. And the, or the uh what's the other one that we just Oh, that I did the um, wasn't the hand of glory was it maybe it was oh yeah no yeah you did talk about Chrissy then season two episode twenty nine the hand of glory yeah to where like there's almost like this unresolved you know they, they've made countless movies about this you know where like somebody revenge. feels like they're being haunted but then like the ghost is helping them solve the crime so that like lady in white killer yeah lady in white that's probably the um, best what's one. the one with like Harrison Ford. Remember, like, it's the one movie where he's like, spoiler alert, he's the bad guy. Harrison. Skeleton Key or something like that. Or not Skeleton Key. Harrison Ford? Yeah, dude. He's like this college professor. Oh, you professor. mean the fugitive? No, <laughs> he's like a college professor. He kills this girl he's having like an affair with, I think, because she's going to tell his wife. She, the ghost starts to haunt the wife and then helps kind of piece together, mm. like, you know, this murder mystery and stuff. You know, sometimes to me, I feel kind of gross sort of talking about that as a possibility because of how many people, you know, unfortunately, like the the people that get murdered and then that doesn't happen. And right. So it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of, I don't know, I feel mm-hmm. bad, you know, thinking about that kind of stuff. But, you know, maybe there is something to that. I, I don't know. Well, l- let's get into that a little bit. Like I think, so for all you normies out there or new listeners, I don't have it in front of me, but the stone tape theory is pretty much this idea that in these times of high emotion, you know, again, not to get super morbid, but maybe it's a suicide, maybe it's a murder, maybe it's like just these awful things that happen. It's like the idea that, you know, we're made up of of atoms and, and molecules and, you know, it's all vibrating and we're basically made of energy. And so the idea is that uh, in those times of high emotion or high stress level, that you know, heightened emotion and that energy is sort of imprinted like, you know, old film, like, a, yeah. you know, like the stone tape is basically like, like an old tape that's where, you know, music or, you know, video would be imprinted on the tape. Mm-hmm. And so it's that idea. The only thing that I'm not sure about when it comes to that is I think there's, I think there's two different camps of that. I think there's that where it's, it's, imprinted and therefore you know um say say i was in a in a you know in a house and i say i was murdered again not to get Mm -hmm. morbid but say that i was murdered and i expelled all this energy into the place and then you know i was in the house now basically so that's sort of one camp but i think the more like sort of official way of looking at it is the other way in which the act of whatever happening. So therefore, like, you know, um, especially growing up in the eighties, it was such a, a big trope. I mean, at least for me as a kid, I know like all of us kids would say these stories of like, Oh man, you got to go to this old house at midnight yep, right, on right, a, right, right. on a Thursday. And you'll, you'll literally see, um, the girl in the window, the girl in the or, window, or like, you know, you go to Gettysburg on a full mm. moon 
Mm-hmm. And it is weird, man. You see these videos. I mean, it's kind of like, dude, it's kind of like the thing that I experienced, man, which is I think in, in our first um, sort of Halloween special when I told like my scary sort of potential ghosts, uh, ghost story. Oh, that was definitely on the side of the road, right? And like people will say like essentially you, you have the same, everybody, different people can have the same experience, mm-hmm. in other words, with that thing. And it, for the most part, happens in the exact same way, you know, like it is this old recording, which now that I'm like saying this stuff out loud, man, it kind of goes back to, not to just loop everything to previous episodes, but <laughs> it kind of goes back to the freaking simulation theory. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I, I think it's almost like if the act of me being murdered uh, in a way like suddenly I corrupted the file or I, you know, like injected like new data into whatever scene that was. And so now that's permanently kind of fused with that that scene. Or like, well, the, I mean, I think we can all kind of agree that your file is permanently affected. <laughs> You're so stupid. Well, the interesting <laughs> thing about, I'm glad you brought that up. So for all you new listeners, Woody had a situation uh, and what episode was that? Season one, episode 10, The Halloween Spooktacular. Basically, he was driving along. And again, this is like a, a pretty common thing, which is, which sort of sheds a whole other, you know, bit of, uh, you know, interest or, or weirdness into it. But like, there's this idea of like the ghost hitchhiker or, you know, and you pick up somebody and you give them a ride. And then, you know, usually the thing is, is you show up to the place and, you look in the back seat or you look in the back of the truck and they're gone. So my, my thing with that though is like, it's interesting because I, I, I like the idea that that's sort of a replaying. So that is sort of a, maybe a stone tape type scenario, but mm-hmm. like, how does that work? Because you drove the thing like five miles away from that original location. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? Like, how does that, mm-hmm. I, I wonder like if that is the case, if the stone tape theory is true and this sort of phantom hitchhiker scenario that, that you know, you encountered personally, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, which dude, like I, I remember being on the other side of sort of this, this line here and thinking like that kind of stuff would never happen to me. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. And and sure, maybe it was just like some meth out weirdos in Dahlonega, Georgia. Very high probability that that definitely could have been. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even talking about the people hiding in the trees, which Jesus. Lord, don't even get me started, man. Dude, that's a little cigarette but, cherry. Oh, my gosh, dude. Gets me I've never time. been so scared in my life. And if you think about it, and we're kind of all over the place here, <laughs> but if sure you think are. about it, it's kind of like like anything could have happened to me that night, man, mm-hmm. and that young lady that I was with. Um, And so... No, I... I, I I totally agree. I think... But let me flip the table. Okay. After these messages, we'll be right back. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 
Six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. America's future can be determined by our dreams and our visions. It was very For over 200 years, there have been reports of giant man-like creatures. From another dimension, another world, I don't know. The most intriguing mystery on the North American continent. Hey, this is Bryce Johnson from the Bigfoot Collectors Club, and you're listening to Tyler and Woody on That Would Be Rad, because that is rad. Okay, man, let me ask you, like, you put me on the spot. Now mm-hmm. I'm going to put you on the spot. Mm-hmm. Anything different? Like, I know we kind of agree on a lot of those things that I mentioned. Anything that kind of you feel like that I hadn't really talked about or, or some theories that you have about what is a ghost or what do I th- what do you think about ghosts um, in, in general? And, like, are they different then or related to things like, what are they called, like, orbs mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that kind of thing do spirits visit us in different can they i should say like forms visit in different forms yeah mm-hmm. so like some people will see like a full like as the ghostbusters would say you know a full you know body apparition mm-hmm. or whatever I, I kind of think that maybe there are different forms. but like what do you what are your thoughts on that i mean you're 15 years older than i am but we both Grew up, grew up in the eighties. Come on, man! At least well, <laughs> also just say grew up. Yeah, no, grew up. Totally, be- something I can stand behind. <laughs> so, no, Woody is only six years older than I. am. Uh, I'm not God, and so dude, he, you I'm know the seven years older bit with Woody, but um, <laughs> but uh, you know, growing up at that same time. No, hold on, just a second. Okay. No, the worst part is people actually believe this stuff that you just Ooh. make up, dude. I I've I never know, made but up you're anything. One year old. Dude, regarding gotta cut it out. <laughs> uh. No, so you know, I grew up fairly conservative. You know, went to like a little Baptist church. Uh, I'm I'm still a person of faith, if you will. You know, we always try to keep it clean and keep it open, and everybody has their own thing, and that's cool. But you know, it was it's interesting because I had I had a real rural upbringing. Take that drink, and. Uh, you know, it was very sort of like Bible Belt, very, you know, uh, you die, you go to heaven, or hell, and, um, you know, that whole situation. And so the idea of of ghosts was always like, it, it was weird because I fully believed in ghosts, you know, growing up. I, I had, you know, and I've said this several times too, but I had an Aunt Linda, I have her name tattooed on my chest. She was ultra important to me as a kid because she was sort of the the differing opinion. You know, she was the the one who was the writer. She had like every Stephen King book, loved horror movies, loved like sci-fi and 
And like the rest of my family was just so far away from any of that stuff. And so, you know, she really kind of got me turned on to like ghosts and, um, you know, some of those concepts. And so like, it was always this sort of this thing where it's like, I believed, okay, when you die, you go to heaven. But then there was also this other side that I fully also believed in with like ghosts and, and stuff. But they, I guess somehow I just sort of kept them partitioned away from each other, you know? Um, and there is still a little bit of that because I don't totally know how it works from like a, like a spiritual standpoint. I mean, we've talked about not, and not necessarily that we technically or, or totally believe like in reincarnation, but the idea that there's, there's too much evidence not to at least give it a second thought also, you know what I mean? So there's all these different kinds of concepts and I, you know, real quick on that point. Okay. I think one thing that is important to say on this show, even though we've said it on previous episodes, is that like we, I think collectively, you and I believe pretty firmly that it's okay to have a strong sort Mm -hmm. of spiritual belief, Mm -hmm. but then also have a curious mind into all of this other stuff that we talk about. 100%. And, and that those two things can be independent of one another and they don't, they don't have to, same thing with like, in my opinion, you know, you could have this strong spiritual belief in, in whatever, and then also explore science and that those can be like, they don't have to always, they don't have to conflict. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like just because you have an interest in that stuff mm-hmm. and trying to figure out like, what does it all mean, Basil? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Well, I, I think I think if this show represents or it can kind of be boiled down to anything, it's, hey, this is this crazy story. It's wild. But there's these things, these pieces of evidence that kind of seem true. At the end of the day, we're like, I don't know. And that's yeah. okay. Yeah. It's cool. to. And honestly, I think there's a lot of this. I think part of maybe, I don't know, maybe like protocol or like sort of if you look at our our – plane of existence as like a a simulation theory type situation. Uh, I think there's a lot of things that we're not necessarily supposed to know. Um, Yeah. And that's even tied, tied in, you know, biblically and, you know, we can't see through the veil and I like that. I I think that's cool. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's weird because there is, sometimes there's like a closed minded approach of saying like, Mm -hmm. Oh, well, you're a spiritual person, you know, whatever. And well, especially, dude, where we're at here in the South, if you even mention a UFO, they're like, right. Well, they man in the Bible. Well, my my thing is this too. Even and small example, but even as far as that goes, it's like, well, well, maybe they. What was out. Ezekiel's right. wheel? What was? Yeah. And not to get into the ancient astronaut theory and all that stuff, but like, but there's it is weird to to think that like you can sort of like pick and choose here and there, and I think that's a little weird. But my whole thing, and and regarding that, it's like, well, if there's UFOs or if there's aliens out there, it would be in the Bible. And it's like, so you're telling me that God owes it to you as his creation to tell you everything. I think that's ridiculous. I I mean, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. anyway, growing up as a kid, I'm not really conflicted, but there were these two different sort of camps that I, I sort of straddled. And I definitely believed in ghosts at the time i believe that you know they were members uh you know loved ones and that kind of thing like coming back and like sending you 
you know, signs and wonders and that kind of thing. But uh, which it is weird because I still have had a, a few of those situations. Like, for example, like my Aunt Linda, she, like I said, was a very like peculiar lady. Like she she had these like little quirks about her that were so unique to her. Like she never, she was obsessed with like Coca-Cola. She only drank it out of cans and she only drank it out of the little like bendy straw, which okay. if you grew up in the eighties, I don't know where the hell she got bendy straws. Uh, it's not <laughs> like Amazon, you know? Yeah. Right. And so like, you never saw her like that. She would also eat full onions like an apple, just, yes, which is disgusting. I hate onions. No way, that's awesome. But anyway, the, when we were at the hospital, uh, when she passed away, it was a really heavy experience. I went in to see her for the last time before she, she passed on, which I didn't know at the time, you know? And so I came out, I didn't want everybody to see me cry. And my whole family was like in the waiting room. So I went around to this like other waiting room and I like sat down, you know, it was filled with emotion, sat down by myself. There was nobody over there. And I, you know, kind of got over it, kind of composed myself. And I happened to look over and right beside me was a Coke can with a little bendy straw. And I went to like grab it. It's ice cold. And it was completely full, like it had just been open. Dude. I didn't drink it. And again, this totally could be, you know, human pareidolia, me looking for things. Sure. But what are the odds of that? No kidding, man. And so little things like that, like definitely lead me to believe that there, there are like little things that our loved ones can kind of do. But I will say this, as I've gotten older, same kind of thing. I do believe in like you know, it's a real buzzword now, but like multiverses and, Mm -hmm. you know, interdimensionality and that kind of thing. I definitely think that some of that can play in also. Um, Well, this is sort of a personal thing, but I think, I think this shows it conflicts a little bit in my mind. Like, I don't know where it goes. So if you also listen to the, the Halloween episode where we told our stories, I had an encounter when I was a kid of a shadow person. It came out of the closet it walked across the room. It stood at the foot of my bed, and I'm pretty sure I passed out from shock because all I remember is like absolute terror, and then I just somewhere along the line fell asleep. And so there's this idea that people sort of talk about where, it, and it's kind of somewhat popular nowadays, but it's this idea that like shadow people, which a lot of people see, but it's the idea that shadow people are, you know, sort of like like looking at the veil and it's like maybe something happening in like another, the next dimension over. And so you're only kind of seeing like the outline. You're only kind of seeing, you know what I mean? You're seeing sort of a a blurry vision of something, but, but I gotta say it, especially with my situation, there was a level of like absolute dread when I saw this thing. And there was definite like interaction between it like mm-hmm. it felt like it was doing this it felt like it, like it was like it was like doing something to you like felt very like like it was intentionally trying to like scare me like basically maybe. it <clears throat> it sort of glides across the room stands at the foot of my bed and was just standing there and like i could see it's it's like body kind of like sh- just kind of like shifting its weight and it's like why why what would be the purpose of that if if it was just someone in the next dimension you know, that happened to walk past a, a, you know, a ghost kid asleep, you know, laying in the bed or whatever. 
I don't know. I, I don't know where I stand on. Well, here's another interesting question about that specifically. Do you think that maybe like because it's just such a strange phenomenon mm. and experience that no matter what, like even if it is, let's just say like it is impossible for like evil things to visit us in that way where we see like an apparition or whatever. Do you think maybe because it's so weird and everything that we're just like, you know, stricken with fear mm -hmm. and have that like sleep paralysis type thing and we just think, oh God, something bad, you know? Well, and it's just like maybe somebody's like, hey man, maybe my aunt is just like trying, but she's, you know, she didn't pay attention. Well, no. In I, the class up there to how to do it. And she's like, well, uh-oh. <laughs> I'm a shadow. No, I, you know? and the reason I can say that from personal experience, and again, I've I've probably said this more than anything else, is I had this situation as a kid where, or as a young adult where I saw these orbs. So oh, yeah. I can tell you that this feeling that I had when I saw the orb situation, it was complete, um, it was completely benevolent. It was just like a curiosity in me of like, what has happened? What is this? And yeah, it was kind of weird like seeing this and like questioning like, am I really seeing this? That was very, very different than this like intense feeling of dread that came with like the shadow person, it, which is why I think that, you know, not to totally put all your eggs in the sort of universal theory idea of like, mm -hmm. you know, ghosts, shadow people, Jinn, fairies, uh, they're all the same thing. A you know, alien greys. You know, there's the idea that they're all kind of the same thing. And like, yeah, I think there's something interesting about that. And especially, yeah. especially if you really do lean hard into the simulation theory, I think there is something interesting in in that idea that it's just able to like just it's just changing changing its appearance, changing its whatever. But I will say this: the older that I've gotten, I think it's. Rosemary Ellen Guiley, she got really big into the gin, which is like, if you don't know, it's like, it's where the word genie is derived from 1001 Arabian Nights. They say that they were created, and we'll do a full episode about them. It's pretty fascinating, but it's this sort of Middle Eastern belief where they believe that these beings were created around the same time that man was created. So you had man, you had angels, and then you know, man was created out of clay. I think they say angels were created out of light. And then they say the jinn were created out of smokeless fire, which, again, if you look at it, like, were they talking about plasma? And then, you know, of course, that goes back into my orb story of, like, what are these little glowing self-illuminating balls? Like, I mean, it kind of could be plasma. <clears throat> so anyway, it's this. Or, or were they talking about, I mean, did they experience somebody that just was using electricity? Well, maybe, but... The, the idea that, like, the gin... Time travelers. Well, I mean, could be. I do like the idea that sometimes shadow people could be time travelers. Yeah. But, no, I, I, I have kind of gotten to where, for the most part... Well, not for the most part. That's not fair. But, like, the majority of the stories that you do hear about, like, that people claim, like, they have, like, gin encounters, mm -hmm. are very, like, malevolent or really yeah. bad, like, mischievous. Well, and so, dude, selfishly, we've got to do an episode on that because I... No, oh, it's almost nothing. It's about amazing. The well, what's really yeah. crazy to think about is there's all these stories, and this goes by, back to the uh, the psychomanticism. I think it's called. I could be getting it wrong, but it's the the idea that like certain objects can 
you know, can hold these things. And that's one of the traits of like the gin is like. Yeah. The, the lamp, the genie in the lamp. The ge- yeah, exactly. But what's funny is like, so that was kind of made into like a, you know, it's very Disney-fied and much like they do with the fairies. It's like they make it very like funny and charming. And when in reality, these things are like very, very serious to these like cultures, you know. Yeah. But the idea that is like they'll cause you so much harm, like, you know, physical, like it's almost like you, you'll you get like a disease, you feel horrible. Uh, there's just like a negative energy around you, but they can be con- contained in like like rings. Like there's all these crazy stories, like if, if you really start looking into it, where these soldiers coming back from the Middle East, like, you know, Iraq and Afghanistan and and they're bringing back like, oh, well, I brought this like ring or I brought this like little wooden box home for my kid or my wife. It's like, as soon as that thing's in the house, crazy stuff starts to happen. And then, you know, is that the same thing as the divot? And so I feel like as I've gotten older, I, I do believe in like demons. I don't know if they're exactly like the Pilgrim's Progress, uh, Paradise Lost type. I don't, I don't know if it's the same kind of like traditional in the traditional sense, you know, per se, but I think yeah. that the djinn are probably the same thing because they all sort of have that like just intense, like dark, you know, feeling. Yeah. And I, I, I do think the, the, the Dybbuk box, like the Dybbuk is, uh, I think it's probably kind of the same thing, you know? Yeah. But anyway, all that to say is <clears throat> I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. It's it's fascinating, man. I mean, like also things like I've had some family members who have had just really interesting experiences, man, that mm-hmm. like one, you know, somebody passes away and I think, it, God, believe it or not, they actually, uh, I think there's like an episode where something like this happened on that show Supernatural, but like I someone still passes away. Seen I mean, I've seen the so first good. one. It, I mean, it's like corny and stuff, right. but it's, it's so good. Well, you can tell the uh, writers like, or literally oh, yeah, like they, us. They're into it, man. Yeah. 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 But like someone in my family passed away. Next thing you know, another one of my family members gets a phone call from their phone. Dude, you got to tell the like story. turned off, dude. And like. Tell the story. Well. Can you? I don't, I don't know, man. I'll just keep it as. So like one of my family members passed away. Mm-hmm. And they kind of had like an agreement with my other family member. Mm-hmm. In that like, you know, hey. Whenever you go to the other side, just, you know, if you can, I'm not saying, you know, don't get into any, hey, don't get into any trouble or anything, but if you can, send me a little message and let me know you're okay. Mm-hmm. Dude, that family member passes away and that same, like, pretty much moment, dude, the phone rings and it's the phone number of the person that's passed away. Mm-hmm. The phone. They answer the phone. They're like, "Hello," and it's just like on the other end, dude. Yeah, that's and, fascinating, man. And then, of course, like the family member that is still alive and listening to this, just like breaks down crying. Yeah, kind of like talks back and says, "I think I know you're okay. Thank you. We're okay too. You know that kind of thing." Mm-hmm. Boom. That was it. Wow. So it's like stuff like that happens, dude. And and to kind of bring it back to like another personal thing, like me and my mom kind of had this like agreement where it's like, Hey man, like if, you know, I always say this to my mom, like if you pass away, just kind of like, and I'm different. I'm like, you know, break the rules just a little Mm. bit and just let me know that you're, 
you know what I'm saying? Like, you're okay. It's not that I fear, boy, Howdy, if there's anybody that I don't think needs to worry about mm-hmm. where they're going in their next life, my mom and dad oh, I are agree. those folks, you know? Yeah. So it's not now that my I'm worried dad about the their hand. souls. Just take it easy. <laughs> it's not that I'm worried about their, like, souls being damned or anything like that. It's just, I don't know, man. My family is very, very, like, tight-knit. You know, mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier where you didn't want your family to to see you like crying and stuff like in my family, maybe it's the Italian side. I mean, if you're not just like Pat, if you're not like on your knees bawling and wailing, yeah, you know, yeah, then everybody's like, Hey, yo, Hey, what's wrong with Woody? Yeah. One thing that you said that, that it, I've totally realized that I left out is when, like I said, with my aunt Linda, when she, you know, when I came out of her room and then like the Coke can and the little straw was there, I didn't realize it, but at, that was this. That was at the time when she physically passed on, and so like that's something that is so common, especially what you were saying, like with the like the phone call thing, because yeah, uh, and well, and even like you know, people have like dreams and stuff, or they're you know they'll wake up and they'll be like, oh man, I had I dreamed that you know Grandpa was was saying bye to me, and then they come to find out that you know there's no way they would have had any knowledge of this but then they find yeah. out oh that was the actual time that their grandfather passed away mm-hmm. so there's I, I think there's there's something really depressing to me about and it, it's especially tied in with like the revenge trope or, or yeah. the uh what am i what's the like like uh, like vengeance i guess maybe yeah yeah but like yeah. they're trying to like it's like the, res- the resolve like you know like um like they have a they have to finish they have like an unresolved Something that yeah. they have to, you know, something that they wanted to stand behind. <laughs> Jesus, no, but it's it's there's something really depressing to me about that of people that are just yeah. kind of like stuck. I, like I don't like that yeah. at all. Yeah, like the idea of it just like being this continuous like cycle that they have to experience over and over and over again mm-hmm. until like uh, what was that show, dude? Like the haunting of uh, oh, you know, one of uh, like, Hill House. Yeah, something like that where there's just like this specter that's like reliving constantly but this. dude that was tied into the like time and dimension yeah yeah really well that was yeah pretty that amazing. Was wild man yeah I, I like I'm okay with and I think I think I do believe I do believe that like I mean even you know you look in the Bible you know when Jesus died he rose you know there there was like a an amount of time after he came back where I think it says that he was he was unrecognizable to like his friends of the time. And so does that mean he was like a blurry figure? Uh, Does that mean he was made of ectoplasm? Like, I don't know, but I do think there's something to that where I I think there's like an amount of time after someone passes on, you know, and you could really get into like, uh, you know, after death. This is going to sound real sacrilegious and I don't mean it to I don't mean it to sound disrespectful but immediately whenever you said that mm-hmm. my mind immediately went to the last starfighter when the the rope like I mean dude I'm what? sorry man, but you know that part whenever like they leave like the robot version of the older brother but like there's like a like a day or so oh. before it, like morphs into him it's like it has to take the time to like right yeah morph yeah. Sorry, man. I, I, I know that's no, no, no. bad. It's very, no, no, no. But, the, but that's it's, dude. The second you said, like, I don't know, maybe he was there, like, my mind just went flip right there. This is what I saw. Is that, no, that, I think that scene from the last Starfighter. Well, even like these people that have these like sort of occurrences will talk about, like, you know, and again, 
if you guys are like totally atheist to the idea of none of this stuff ever being possible to begin with, well, I don't know what to tell you. But uh, <laughs> if you are open to a lot of this stuff and you're not just here for the talk of G.I. Joe's and Last Starfighter, a, a lot of those accounts will talk about how like it's almost like they, you know, the day that my grandpa, I, I had a phone call and I could I could almost hear his voice. I could hear like breathing and it sounded just like him. And then it's almost like as the days progress, it's like it gets a little more faint than the day before, you know? So it's like this like signal is like, you know, kind of passing on. Dude, that kind of reminds me of this other thing too. Okay, now this is kind of far out there, but you know how like you have those dreams and we're going to talk about dreams mm -hmm. in the future very, very soon, but that is a very you know how you have those dreams? Okay. Do you know how you have those dreams where you're like trying to run and you're just like, you can't, you're stuck in the muck kind of stuff? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Imagine if like there's this capability once you're passed on to whatever's next mm -hmm. and you do have the capability to communicate, but it's kind of like that in a sense where like you're trying to talk and it's and like you're saying all this stuff and like, hey, 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 it's me, I'm okay, blah, blah, blah. And it's coming out like... You right, know, like yeah. it just you know what I'm it's saying. It's like like that. you're in jello almost trying to Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think that's really cool. I mean, a lot of the um and I always forget this guy's name, but it's the it's the one I was telling you about, the like the I think he was like a monk or a priest. Okay. Maybe he is Italian. He's done these like like voice record like radio oh yeah yeah spirit yeah, yeah. radio guy marcello bocci bocci that's it yeah mm -hmm. yeah he he's a really fascinating guy where he had this way of like speaking through this like super old school radio and he was able to hear and like there was there's a lot of things about it that were very consistent every time so he said that it would sound like they were really far away and then as it kind of kept going uh, and there was like a like a humming sound always in the background, almost like, you know, the, the, these people on the other side were like trying to, I mean, basically what you were just talking about, almost like, yeah. you know, you're like fighting to get the words out or, you know. Yeah, man, it's wild. Yeah. Okay, so as I've gotten older, I think that sort of optimistic view of like, oh, my loved one's passed on and, and you know, they're like sending me a message I do think that there is an element of that that could be a little a little shady and like you know whether it's gin or demons or whatever like taking the form of of uh of your loved ones of like, like a loved one yeah yikes yeah that that's like, like a that. pretty common thing and to me like I don't know I feel like there's a lot more of that than than not you know hmm. and I think a lot of it also has to do with God, I know, it sucks that I haven't told the orb story because there's so much that like hemorrhoided demons come out. Well, but okay, so and I'll make this short. So the whole orb thing that happened again. I'll we're getting. I'll eventually get into it. But I saw an orb, the very first one, and then I became I I became like obsessed with it. And so, like I said before, I started seeing these things, and it was very benevolent. Very, uh, it felt like I'm witnessing something that that years down the line is going to be figured out by science. You know, it's like, is this some sort of magnetic anomaly or some sort of plasma, uh, it, you know, 
something. And so I became obsessed with this. I looked all over the place online, like every waking moment I was thinking about it. I was talking about it. It was really hard for me to like, like get over it because, well, one, it kept happening. And so it just made it even more so. It kept going and going and going and going. And then suddenly the little benevolent orbs turned into these things that were like, that were like flashes across the room. And again, if you don't believe any of this stuff, I know it's going to sound nuts because I, I would probably think it sounds nuts too if, if it weren't, if I hadn't experienced it. But it, it went from being like, oh, I'm fascinated with this. This is, this has got to be almost like a scientific thing. But there's, yeah. but there's like some sort of like, like I feel like there's something like human or uh, like sentient about them. You know, it's like I, the second they know that I, I can see them, they kind of just disappear into the wall. And again, we'll get into it later. But the whole point of this was to say, like, as I became like obsessed with this, this idea that like I was putting so much thought into it, suddenly I stopped seeing those things and I started seeing like the flashes. Now, when the flashes would happen and this didn't happen that often, I think it was like two times. It was the most terrifying thing ever. And I mean that by like that, like I said before, that feeling of like absolute dread, absolute terror of like this is not a benevolent thing. This is this thing right. like I'm going to die feeling like so much yeah. so that I literally slept with the lights on and I'm somebody who I hate any light. Like I tape up, mm -hmm. I would tape up the VCR front if I, you know. To keep it, the flashing from keeping you awake. Well, not even the flashing, but just to get rid of any light in the room. Like when I sleep, I just, yeah. I hate it. And literally would sleep like with all the lights on for like a, an entire week. So, so th there's like another interesting aspect to this. And that is this idea that it's tied into like tulpas. And so what we're seeing are these like sort of thought forms. Are we, it's almost like a self-serving like thing where, okay, say a lot of kids make up this story about, oh, if you go at this house, to, at this house at midnight on June 21st, you're going to see this. Well, does that thing actually start happening because all these kids suddenly start believing it and start getting like scared and all this like emotion is like put into this thing? Does that within itself create like basically a, an egregore, a thought form, a tulpa, what have you? But like, is it like creating that thing? You know, it's that idea. Yeah. I, I think that's a fascinating idea. Yeah, there's de there's definitely several episodes of uh, Supernatural that talk about that as well. Um, do, do they ever talk about like the Philip experiment? You know what that is? Well, here's the problem. Part of it is that I like watch it going to bed. Oh, yeah. And so I'll see like the beginning and I'm like, oh, this is... <laughs> and I just like fall asleep. So... You know, because I mean, dude, there's like 15 years, yeah, 15 there's a lot seasons of this, so it's like, uh, I don't well, know. well, they probably do, but I don't know. I'm sure they do. I mean, there, there's this this experiment that happened in the 70s. Like some of the members of this, it was like the um, the Toronto Parapsychological Research Society. It was back in the 70s. One guy was a, a mathematical geneticist. A couple members were members of like Menza, which going back to like the Mayday mystery, you know, Menza is like the high IQ society. So if you have like, it's like where all the smart people are in this one kind of club. Uh, so these, right. these weren't like slouches. And this group, basically, they start holding the, they create like a character called Philip Aylesford, Aylesford. 
they say he he looked like this, he did this, he wore wore this these clothes, he was known to do this, his mother died, da da da. da. They created a whole backstory, right? When they originally would do it, they tried it several times and nothing happened. Well, the the main guy, Dr. A.R. George Owen, and psychologist Dr. Joel Witten, I think, these two, they decided, okay, well, maybe we start doing these these like seances in in the style of like the old, you know, turn of the century, like spiritualist movement. Maybe we we like dim the lights and we light it candles and we like really start kind of like you know, kind of putting like the TLC into it. And when they did that, they started hearing this mm-hmm. Philip character. They see they started hearing his mm-hmm. voice. They started see, man. seeing like the table move. And and look, th- there's there's some other show I think where some lady kind of like comes in. Maybe it's a movie where they debunk this kind of stuff. It is a movie. Oh oh, um, uh, they didn't. They made a movie called The Quiet Ones. I don't know. Anyhow, my point is like, dude, you could. And I'm not joking. I'll go camp in the woods to try to find Bigfoot mm-hmm. all like, day. Whatever. I don't think there's enough money, dude. I say that, you know. Hey, it's like I just would not put myself through it, dude. Yeah, that's just the one of those things, dude. I don't want to dim the lights yeah. and do all this stuff that they did in the like that stuff freaks me out, mm-hmm. man. Well, it's, and it's just like it's just like with Ouija boards. I used to think that stuff was so cool. You know, dude. I've never. This is this is God. God's honest truth, dude. I have one hundred percent never mm-hmm. like yes i've been like somebody was like yeah man we're gonna break this thing i was like hey guys my mom just called said my house <laughs> gotta go. so i gotta get out of here i've never ever like even tried to mess around with the ouija board it's just one of those things dude i cannot like i just don't want to be yeah that stuff freaks me out dude well i used to never be scared of this stuff i mean i think my aunt linda was the first person who like showed me this old school ouija board and like and, well, one of the topics that we got to discuss, and it's fascinating, is this like Zozo character. So, mm. and this is like almost strictly associated with like Ouija boards and like doing like, some of this actually is tied into like, like spirit communication and like automatic writing, automatic drawing. Like what, uh-huh. what, yeah, yeah, what yeah. Uh, I think Clay had asked before. Yeah, yeah. Had, um, had I tried oh, the automatic yeah. drawing. But it's the, the idea that you're trying to commune with like spirits and stuff and the really interesting thing, and I have no notes on this, and I don't, I don't know a ton about it. So, like, this would actually be interesting. But I do know that there's like, there's this character that shows up in. Holy crap! Well, listen, are you kidding me, dude? Listen to this. There's this, and again, this this goes back like way long ago, long before. Hold the- on, before before you explain it, dude. See, this is exactly what I'm talking about. So, like, going back to our theories and what we think about ghosts and all this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and how like, well, maybe there's a way for them. I think. There is probably a way for them to be able to be, you have to invite them. It's kind of like right. the vampire thing. Yep. It's like they can't physically come into your house unless you invite them in. Mm-hmm. And like, this is part of the reason, man. Yeah. Like, Well, and I with just, this, I, I think I think that idea that I was talking about before where somebody like pretending to be your loved ones and, oh, and, and like sort of hitchhiking on thinking like these people putting on this thought and like, oh, we want to hear more, aunt. Jo- Joanne or whatever. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, keep yeah. talking. Like it's just kind of getting sneaking in, and like it's really like a demon or or whatever. But I do think that that idea is definitely like pretty scary. But but this this Zoso thing or Zoso or Zozo, I can't remember. But it's this name that just kept showing up like 
on all in all these like seances and like Ouija board sort of sessions and stuff. And like, you know, it would be people across the world who would have no communication at all. So it's like, what is this thing? Does he just, is he only able to be like conjured or is that the name like of a demon or some sort of oh. entity that's only able to show up like through well, Let me ask you this. Ouija boards? And this will kind of base my decision on what I do from here. If you Google the name, <laughs> does that bring him around? Because if so, I'd love for you to do the research on that. <laughs> <laughs> let me know, but I don't really know if I want to be typing that into my computer. I don't think so, but well, they do say that if you talk about the gin, they can be like welcomed, uh, which is good news. Pretty, I didn't even say the word. <laughs> pretty creepy. Yeah, no, I think there is something to that. That like inviting. Uh, well, you have to tell me I'm allowed to come in. You have to. Yeah, you have to give me. And I think that's permission. why, like you know, like whenever I was growing up you know, that kind of stuff was looked down upon by church and stuff oh, because yeah. of that reason. It's like, dude, you look, this is real stuff here. You start inviting that kind of presence mm-hmm. into your house, it's going to be real hard to get it out kind of thing. Right. And so that's why I don't know why, you know, that just is something that just kind of stuck with me, man. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, sure, my beliefs have, you know, evolved and changed in a lot of different ways, oh, but yeah. that's just the one thing that never budged. Mm-hmm. And I just do not, I can't, dude. I don't. I don't like that. There, there's another situation, kind of like the Philip experiment, and kind of the same thing, where that, where this, uh, you know, paranormal group was giving this tour, and they sort of would, the or or maybe it was like a, uh, it was like a ghost tour kind of thing, right? So they would they would tour this old estate kind of thing, and you know the the guides like created this character of this woman in green, that you know you will see this woman in green and and you know, she died tragically, you know, the typical kind of thing, which by the way, that's, I've been so turned off with ghosts since like all the ghost hunter stuff, you know. Oh yeah. It just kind of like, I mean, some of it's kind of cool. No, it is cool. I I just, it, where I get like kind of annoyed is like not, not see like the ghost hunter stuff. It just depends. mm -hmm. Uh, There's some really cool people. In fact, we I think we follow like a couple here and there oh, on, yeah. on our Instagram page that are like, man, it's really neat. But the stuff that really gets on my nerves is like this sort of like, okay, just, hey, give me my pad here, and then okay, I want to say that your friend started. Uh, I'm seeing I'm seeing a letter. First of right. all, dude, it's just charlatans. You're seeing a letter, you're seeing the person, and if you can't see the person, right. you're only seeing a letter. You're fake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that's kind of my thing. But but the reverse of that is like what I'm saying is like they they made this woman in green. Well, the weird thing is is like they progressively started getting these accounts when they wouldn't even tell. Like I guess they did it for a while, you know, and then and then they stopped. It, kind of like the monk story with with the Tulpa situation with the woman when she visited the monastery that we talked about. Mm-hmm. But like they started seeing there was there was they had sort of manifested this like character that was like a thought form. It was alive. So I I wonder I wonder how much of that, you know, kind of plays into the the idea of ghosts and, and hauntings mm. and stuff. Also, why are yeah. they all wearing Victorian clothes? Yeah, I don't know. The good news is whenever I saw the hitchhiker, they weren't wearing uh Victorian oh, clothes. Now real quick, we kind of talked like there are a ton of movies about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And some of the stuff like again, I won't. I don't really go after. I don't want to. I don't really have a huge interest in like demonic possession movies and like yeah. weird stuff coming out of their mouth. Gross. But some of the sort of like haunting movies, 
like the orphanage. Oh, that's the best. Remember that? Dude. The best. Guillermo de, del Toro. And the the movie that I was trying to think of now, I haven't watched it, so I have no idea if it's good or bad or whatever, but it's got this lady, Rebecca uh, Hall, mm-hmm. who was in that movie that I think I texted you about over the weekend. I don't think we talked about it on the show, but this movie called The Night House. Did we talk about it on the show? I don't think we talked about uh, No, no, no. We just talked about it. I just randomly saw that mm-hmm. um, some like... I think it was like a Friday night or something. Me and Anne were on the couch and she was just like, I mean, I'll just look down if it gets too scary. Mm-hmm. Dude, that movie, I loved that movie. It was super weird. And that's a perfect example of, of what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like weird sort of... Um, like communicating. Yes, exactly, yeah. dude. And man, it's creepy as heck but with a cool twist and everything. Mm-hmm. But no, she was in this movie called The Awakening. And I want to say either clay or julie or one of our listeners told us about it Mm. and i haven't seen it yet but the premise essentially is this lady i think it's like world war one england or something she gets invited to come see kind of investigate what's going on in this like um, boarding school or something because this child's ghost is appearing and she's kind of known for um, exposing like hoaxes and stuff like so right. in the trailer it shows like the seance happening and she just like pull, and she's like oh okay and then she like pulls back this curtain and finds like where the person was doing something or, or whatever it is mm-hmm. and so which anyway, is by the way it, what Houdini would went on to do which is awesome yeah super awesome anyhow we're getting a little long in the tooth we sure are that was a big lead in and then just a fizzle well right no out. I was just sorry I mean there's like some cool movies that I think are kind of cool with that like haunting sort of vibe mm-hmm. that, that are interesting that go beyond sort of just like, I don't know, it was a ghost, it's yeah. in the house, we must leave. Mm-hmm. Those are kind of fun and thrilling too, but I always like it when there's like Night House was a perfect, is a perfect example of a movie that is weird. I mean, it is pretty heavy, man, but, it, yeah. it, but it's yeah. super interesting, dude. That ending, dude, I did not expect mm-hmm. at all. So mm-hmm. I recommend it's on HBO. Cool. There is a lot of sort of, ghost stories that I really want to cover that the bell witch is one that's really fascinating. Oh yeah, that's a good one. And it kind of ties into stuff, you know, for, for us we're always we're a little bit of contrarians in a way, if you will, like we always like the songs on the B-side. We like you know, the cryptids that aren't quite your A-list that nobody's ever heard of. We you know, we all we've always kind of gravitated to that kind of thing. And so uh, we like the these sort of ghost stories, if you will, of that are kind of different, like the Bell Witch, you know. And again, we'll have it, it could be a two parter because it's pretty in depth. But like this idea that maybe it's not just a ghost, maybe it's like uh, like an elemental or some sort of like spirit of the land, even uh, that's more sort of ancient mm-hmm. than than just somebody. Oh, somebody died and they're pissed and yeah, they're rapping right. on the table or whatever. But yeah, dude, I'm super glad. That I derailed this this episode. Yeah. I think it was insightful. Yeah, man. It was a good time talking to my buddy about uh, yeah. what he thinks about ghosts. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm super psyched that we did this. Yeah, me too, man. Like, um, it's super interesting to dive into topics like this, and we haven't had a chance to yet. So yeah, it was perfect. Sure. Uh, if you guys out there have any ghost stories, or you know, like we always say, urban legends in your area, very you know, anything sort of localized. Feel free to shoot it to us. We would love to hear them. Uh, you can find us over on Instagram. Shoot us a DM. Uh, leave some stuff in the comment section. Your favorite ghost stories that maybe we've never heard. If it's more long form and you want to tell us, which would 
be even better. Uh, send it over to that would be radpod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. I guess that's about it. Buy us a coffee, buy some merch. All that stuff is in our link tree. Uh, there will be some new merch coming out for our second annual Camp Rad Strangeness that's coming up soon. We're psyched about that. And uh, yeah, you got anything else? Well, that's it, man. Cool, dude. Well, we love you. We appreciate you. And as always, be rad. That's the way it
I love when my when I when I tell my nanny, hey, I am recording a podcast, and then there's the most fucking banging, like putting dishes away, <laughs> throwing shit around. It's like God dang it. Oh, that's hilarious, uh, dude. I just want to oh, put some pencil on a paper. Uh, <laughs> all right, man. I'm going to press stop, and then I got to run. Cool, dude. Man, great episode. Seriously, dude. Uh, no, man, for real. I'm glad you I'm glad you uh, sprung that on me. Yeah, it feels... Uh, man, maybe we can do that I mean, more often. We're dude. pretty smart, guys. Just to be able to, like... Just be able to, like... Like, you know, like, if our memory needs it, we can recall, like, a word such as, like... You know, stand behind something. <laughs> you couldn't Super think of the word sentimental. Yeah, no, and I kept on calling it. Sen- I mean, dude, I'm starting to turn to my mother. Yeah, dude, dude me too, man. I, I also, uh, dude, I think since like COVID, I'm still oh, not, dude, one hundred percent. I'm not bad, dude. I'm not joking. Like, like work wise, mm-hmm. no, shit, dude. The amount of time that it takes me to do what it used to do, Same. like it is. Like that, like imagine like I used to operate at about like a nine and a half, ten. Mm-hmm. Just to give you some like numerical reference here, mm-hmm. I'm at about a one and a half at this point. I'm not joking. I'm so easily distracted like, uh, now too. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah, it's weird. Dude, what about those Stranger Things? Stuff? I mean, these people oh. get me, dude. You dude, wanna, we you didn't hear even about talk tragedy? about it. It comes I, on this I Friday. Uh, dude, listen to me, man. We're leaving for fucking Michigan oh. Friday morning. Listen to what comes out on Friday. Just listen to this. What else? Stranger Stranger Things 4. Top Gun. Ever heard mm, of it? Yeah, dude. And also, wait for it, Obi-Wan. Two episodes. Oh, two my Two episodes God. come out on Friday of Obi-Wan. I, and there's only there's only six, right? I don't know. Which, by the way, we, didn't, but, we haven't even talked about me finally seeing that trailer. Do, dude. It, oh, man. Talk about it, dude. Holy cow. It looks amazing. Man, alive, man. And then also... Uh, I, although I yeah, haven't I seen any it. trailers for Stranger Things. Yeah, they're... they're. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. Have you? It's, it's like short teaser. Yeah, I yeah. feel like I've seen like a quick... There's like a crazy looking monster, dude. And it's like they're all like... Dude, they're so much older, man. It's so weird to see these kids like all grown up. And they're all like... But in this one, they're... I feel like I read something where they're all spread out. Yeah, yeah, it's because remember the last the, the last season, well, I think they're spread out at first, bro. They're going to come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, remember the last season, like, Eleven and Will and his mom move. Move, yeah. Right. Yeah. And then... So, uh, how cool is Steve, dude? Oh, he's the best. And what, you know, the best thing about that whole thing was he was supposed to get killed off in the first season. Yeah, and it's... it's and, like, that kid was so charismatic in yeah. that character... That they're like, dude, we gotta have you on. Well, and it's then, the like, perfect the character because he his, was a bad guy. He was the asshole. Yes, dude. And he was like the classic eighties villain oh, yeah. kind of ass. And then he ends up being like, dude, I love that character. dude. When he shows so up with good. a bat with like the oh, nail, it was like nails, dude. Yes, come dude. On. I'm not joking. There's like a few writers in our lifetime mm-hmm. that I feel like have gotten got it, it perfect. Yeah, they are one of them. Mm-hmm. And then. Kevin Laird and um, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird yeah. are the others. I think JJ Abrams is, is there too. Yes, yeah, yeah. But rereading these dang Ninja Turtles uh, oh, issues, yeah. dude, and then the annotations at the end. I'm not joking. Yeah, dude. I don't have any of that stuff, dude. 100% worth the purchase because it reminds me of like the way we work, dude. Mm-hmm. Like reading through their memories of that at all is like, dude. Yeah, th- these are two dudes that have that same kind of like like rare sort of bond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even though I, th- so I cool. think they kind of ended 
I think they kind of yeah, like probably not good. split, which is really sad. It's probably gonna happen to us. Yeah. Well, and one the thing that sucks, I, <laughs> I think one of them like sold a bunch of like the rights. Hey guys, welcome to our newest favorite segment <laughs> called the After Show, where we talk about even more random stuff like this. Dude, that was amazing. That's yeah, well, exactly I mean, what we should going, do. Pal. Yeah, so what, what what happened now? They oh yeah, I'm sure it was like a rights issue, man. That's the thing yeah. that sucks the most about working like that. But like you and I, dude, have like I don't know. I feel like because they had such humongous success so mm. fast, they kind of had to figure it all out. I feel like we've had such slow success. <laughs> <Could> <laughs> they really figured all that time. stuff out. I can really not wrong. <laughs> Which is the best clip ever. It really is. Oh, I got to watch the Thor, uh, the new tr- Thor trailer. Dude, you got to watch the new Thor trailer. Although, he, listen, also, here's one thing that I do want to say. Don't talk trash about Natalie Portman. God, dude. that's exactly what I was going to do. That, Hold on, you know what you're going to do? Nope, you're going to watch it right now. Okay, let's do that. Let's get a, this is in real time, folks. This is in real time, dude. Hold on, I'm going to, you tell me when to press play. Okay, Hold on. am I uh, doing it? Thor, Love and Thunder, new trailer. Okay. Hold on, I got this ad plan first. Ugh. Dude, YouTube has gotten so... Hey, man, I have a YouTube channel, and I love it. Three, <laughs> two, one, play this thing. Ready? Three, <laughs> two, one, play. Let me tell you the story of the space bike. Oh, no. He was no ordinary man. Oh, Taika Waititi's another guy that gets it. After saving planet Earth for the 500th time, Thor set off on a new journey. When he got in shape, he went from dead bod to god bod. <laughs> Oh, he's got the the helmet on. Yes, dude. I mean, she does look good. Mm. I just hated her acting. Who's the bad guy here? Oh, is that Christian Bale? Oh yeah, that's yep. Damn, that looks awesome. How sick is that? Yeah, it really does look pretty amazing. Does that look, man? I mean, I was about to talk so much shit about Natalie Portman because I think Taco Atiti or whatever. I think he fixed it, dude. Yeah, I think it was a director thing because I've liked her in the yeah. past. Yeah, but boy, was she I boring as really hell. Liked her. Huh? 
I need. I, I really liked her. <laughs> <laughs> I know you did. All right, pal. We gotta get out of here. I know, man. But you know, sometimes I just okay, hey, man. I'm cool. Just hanging out. I miss out. you, man. I miss your musk. I miss your musk. <laughs> uh, oh, dude, hold on. Before we go, I'm gonna, like. I'm sure Woodrow's seen this already, but we're gonna rewatch and, and it. And an efficient way of saying whatever you're gonna say. I sorry. <laughs> it just took a minute. Full well, minute. I mean, you know what slows? Yeah, but you know what's funny is if if it's taking too long already, one thing to sure as hell slow it down is to just interrupt it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we are going to watch tonight since or it's all, school's almost out. We are going to do. I'll call my daughter's uh, home. So I'm just ring the doorbell fifty times. Bring bong, bring bong, bring bong. Hey, mom, just make sure it works. Uh, no, we're going to watch the original Ninja Turtles movie, dude. Ooh, although so good, dude. I watch no, dude. It's fine. I watched the first like thirty minutes. Language is okay today. It's not that bad. It's like one. It's like a damn. Well, for my three year old, I got to Yeah, yeah. It's too much for the three year old, but for like an almost ten year old and a six year old, it's good. Hmm. Uh, dude. Okay. Um, no, no, no. That's exciting. It's so good, dude. It's so good, and I think I'm just on a huge Ninja Turtles kick. Well, you know what? I have a. I think I've maybe even had two Ninja Turtles on this recent commission list. So I actually may jump on that now just because mm, kind of getting into inspired. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing. My favorite Ninja Turtles are the black and white ones yeah, from dude. the comics. They're awesome. So gritty, man. Yeah. So cool. Now, do you have the one? So I have With the- Casey Jones? No. Well, I have the- The Raphael one shot? Uh, I don't know. I have the one that was like- it's sort of broken up into, it's from first comics, came out in the 80s, but it's like, um, you know, they're like little trades, I guess, sort of thing. And they, I guess they collect the single issues. I'm not, I'm not totally I don't know. Sure. I don't have that. This one's just called the Ultimate Collection. It's this huge, thick, like, dude, I don't even, 600 page. I mean, it's nuts. Does it have it when, Leon, I think it's Leonardo gets like really beat up bad. They all do, man. It's so much grittier than oh, I remember, dude. man. Yeah. And also, like, something that's different is, like, April, April, first off, you don't know her last name yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just April. And she actually works for this, like, <laughs> evil scientist who created the Mausers. But don't, I thought she worked and for she Baxter programmed them. Stockman. I think that's his name. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, she escapes and everything. So, like, there's a lot that's different from what I would remembered man but mm-hmm. god it's so good dude and then again reading the annotations man when they talk about how you know first off dude both of them would work on yeah page yeah so it's like one would like they would both add their flavor to it and well they're and, they're both like totally different styled artists but yeah, like yeah. they're both amazing yeah dude and like but it's like it's amazing but at the same time like i said i think on on our instagram post dude it's like it's not like uh, like if I was a little kid and I saw your drawings, I'd be like, man, that's cool that somebody could do that. And someday, mm-hmm. maybe I can. With like this stuff, it's like, oh, dude, I could do that. Yeah, right. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I don't, I hope like you don't think that, I, I mean, it's just like, it was so accessible early on yeah. that inspired me and my friends overseas to like, man, let's start making our own comics mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, dude. Because, and then it's a good like entry sort of like point to start like practicing drawing mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. I mean, dude, I so, I still, and this is strictly from like just muscle muscle memory. 
I can literally, I could probably close my eyes and draw a Ninja Turtle like bust, like the head, neck, shell, mm-hmm. just from complete memory. And I mean, it looks so silly, but it's like, yeah, it's like the nin- the cartoon, yeah, sort yeah. of version. But it's like, yeah, it's so such an iconic look. Uh, but man, those those black and white ones are apparently they self published the first issue. Yep, um, Dude, they self published the first. Man, I don't even know. Like a, the first couple, dude, they only printed three thousand. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They they they, they like essentially like used every bit of money they had mm-hmm. and borrowed some from like one of their uncles to self publish. Sounds that's like it. their first album. Yeah, exactly. Um, and to like self publish, dude, it sold out so quick, and people were like, "Where's issue number two? Where's issue number two? Mm-hmm. In the meantime, they I guess republished, and it's just so cool to see how they're like inspired by you know the, like the 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 double page spreads of like Jack Kirby oh, yeah. and like how they would like model certain things based on that. And then like, Oh dude, it's just so good, man. Yeah. And it's just so cool to like revisit that after, dude, I've not read these in God, man. I mean, at least 30 years. Dude. Yeah. Dude. What about when Casey Jones, like there's like one panel I remember where I think it's a big splash page, but like, there's like a, uh, like an area on the far left where, you see him like his face is covered by a hood, and then it, then there's like a, the panel below it where he like it shows him pull back the the cloak, and you see like the two baseball bats, and they're all beat up and taped up. Mm, and then yeah, and there's like the, the hockey, the hockey, or maybe the man was like taped up on stick. the. It's like taped up on the on the like the blade of the hockey stick. Oh dude, yeah, he was no sh- no kidding, dude. He was my, like. Michelangelo, all of the Ninja Turtles are my favorite. Oh, Casey was. He is one of the coolest freaking characters, dude, of all time. And I loved, it's even more, like, in the movie, you know how they make it, like, Raphael's, like, Mm hot-tempered, and he meets Casey, and it's a little, like, kind of out of the gate. They're kind of, like, yes, they're fighting, but it's still kind of lighthearted. In the book, dude, it's, like, Raphael has this huge explosion where he's, like, sparring with Michelangelo and takes it too far Mm. and almost, like, could have killed him kind of thing mm-hmm. and he like he kind of like busts out of there leaves and he's kind of like running through the city kind of like they do in the movie you know he's like kind of pissed off or whatever and he sees casey jones and casey jones is like nearly like killing these thugs just for like robbing a convenience Man, store i don't know thing. that i've read this. yeah dude this is on the raphael one shot so they include it in this collection is it new or old no no same time period it came in between issues like Two and three, or three and four. And, wait, and, wh- real quick. Sorry, is this the one where, like, I'm talking about the big sprays? I think he says, like, I don't know why I remember this, but he says, like, Gungala, Gungala, and he's like, he's like reared back, and he's like in a thrift store, and he um, and he has like the hockey sticks pulled back, and there's like, it's like a huge splash, and it's like a thrift store with like all the ninjas. No, I, I haven't gotten to that point yet. No, because right now he's just kind of Raphael and him meet, mm-hmm. and Raphael essentially like in in the annotations do they talk about this, and it's just such a good writing moment here. They basically talk about how you know Raphael's this hot headed mm-hmm. guy, mm-hmm. and sometimes they say like I think it's like Eastman who says like you know sometimes the best thing that somebody can do is kind of like look in the mirror and see like a version of themselves in order for them to like grow, oh, you know? Oh, yeah. And so like Raphael sees kind of this this hot-tempered dude that's just taking it too far. And because of that, 
they he like has that realization and then he and Casey fight and they said that they wanted to model this whole like I think Laird was saying that like this is like his fantasy he just wanted this like huge like like multiple pages of um like 20 panels of fighting basically yeah right and like it is actually fight scene yeah and then like at the end he wanted it kind of be like sort of like one of those old like I don't know like I don't remember what movie he referenced, but where like the two people who were fighting, they were so worn out they couldn't fight each other. They couldn't fight each other anymore, but had this new respect for one another. Mm. And at the very last, like sort of like last part of the comic, it's like them being like, "Man, you know, you know, blah blah." blah. Yeah, well, you can't, you know, you you don't need to, you know, kill somebody just because they whatever. And then they hear somebody being robbed, and they're like. Well, what what should we do then, hero? You know, that's like mm-hmm. Casey Jones' attitude. Yeah. And Raphael's like, well, I don't know. We better do something about it. We just can't, you know, I'll just keep my eye on He's like, lead the way. And then, like, they become best friends yeah. at that moment. And it's just so freaking cool, Yeah, dude. that's awesome. Dude, what about, have you read Battling Boy yet? No, I'm saving it for the trip. Mm, it's awesome. I can't wait. Yeah, I mean, I kind of cool. wish you would read it with Woodrow. Yeah, I mean, I kind of want to, re- I kind of want to let him read it on his own. Yeah, um, that's cool. Just because, like, I don't know. And he, you know, he's in that stage sometimes where like, if I think something cool, he's going to be like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But like, if he thinks something's cool and he shows it to me, he's like super excited. Like, um, what's that show that I was talking to you about? Dude, you got to pull the old trick where you like leave it out and then let him look at it and ask you, hey, dad, what's this? And be like, I don't know. Tyler told me it was something cool. I haven't, haven't read it yet. And you want to read it I'm first? Just, I just wonder if like the art is going to be like too weird. Like, I don't think, I don't think him. it's weird. I mean, Pope is like the best. Dude, he's just so cool. It's unique as heck, man. Because it's so bright. I think, I think, uh, I think it'll still feel like a, you know, accessible. Yeah, it's cool, man. <laughs> oh, dude, I've got to get out of here, bro. Yeah, no, me too, man. Well, perfect episode. Hopefully, everybody liked the after show. I know I did. <laughs>